Hey, this is Cooper Smith. I'm one of the student worship pastors at Eastview, and I'm honored to welcome you to our Eastview Students High School podcast. We hope this is encouraging, inspiring, and helpful for you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, y'all. Before I get rolling with the sermon today, I I just want to make just another quick uh, talk and ask about Easter and um, just want to invite you guys to be here. If you guys don't have Easter plans, I want to invite you to be here next week at 1130 here in this room. Um, and I, I want to say this too. If, if your family is used to Easter being a family Sunday and you guys go to church together and you worship together, it, c- do that, okay? Don't like, shame, don't like make your parents feel bad, okay, by saying, no, I don't want to go with you guys, okay? Honor your mother and father, all right? And if they want to go to church together, go to church with them, okay? But if not, if you don't have a place to go and, and you want to come, I want to invite you guys to be here in this space, 11.30 next Sunday, okay? We're going to be talking about the dead things in our life and how God raises them uh, to life, okay? And uh, another note, too, we're going to have the junior hires in this room here with us, too, okay? And here's what I want you guys, I, I just want to challenge you guys as your high school pastor, okay? I want you to be as welcoming and inviting to them as possible, okay? Make them feel at home. Don't be big, scary, mean high schoolers to the junior hires, okay? Make them feel safe, at, in, at home, okay, welcome them in, all right, be kind to them, all right, um, because you guys were once junior hires too, all right, you know what that's like, all right, you once thought high schoolers were big and scary, all right, you may say you didn't, but you did, all right, so Easter Sunday, next Sunday, 1130 here in the sanctuary, okay, hope to see a lot of you here. Um, my family has historically been one that has had a lot of pets, uh, any, any giant pet families in the room? Uh, how, how many of you guys have like more than three pets at home? Okay, more than five? More than five pets? More than eight? Guys, more, more than 15? Okay, all right. I'm not gonna ask, all right, between eight and 15, that's still a lot, okay? Um, when I was in college, our family had anywhere between three and four. We, we had a dog, uh, we had a bunny, we had a hamster, and if you count fish as pet, I, I guess, all right, it's, it's iffy, all right, those things don't live very long, all right. Um, but during the summers, uh, our family would need to get some, some animal sitters, some pet sitters, and, and sometimes our family has a hard time finding people, but this particular summer when I was in college, I had a couple friends that could come and stay at the house while we went away for a week. And they were watching the dog, the bunny, the hamster, and the fish. Okay? And I remember a couple days go by during this vacation, and I get this call, this panicked call, saying, uh, Zach, we lost the hamster. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, how is that possible? And they're like, we don't know how it's possible. We went to the cage, defeated in the morning. The hamster is not in the cage. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, find it. <laughs> um, so they, they hang up. I, I tell the family. The family is freaking out. Uh, it's fine. Um, but I remember getting a call that night, <laughs> and they call me like, Zach, we, we found the hamster. It was downstairs in the pantry. Okay, 
Just wanted a snack, I guess. But the hamster stays up on the second level of our house. So somehow the hamster went down the stairs, found the pantry, and was hiding in there. Okay? So they get the hamster, they put it back in the cage. It's fine. Next day, next day, get another call. <laughs> Zach, we lost the hamster again. <laughs> Round two, the hamster is gone. This time it takes a little longer. They call again the next day. The hamster has now made its way down to the basement. So now this hamster has climbed down two flights of stairs. All right, the thing with the cage was it didn't always like snap shut. Like you had to like fully snap it shut and I guess they weren't snapping it shut. But this hamster became well-traveled throughout our house. And, and needless to say, these friends were never allowed to watch our pets again, okay? But here's the thing. If it's your job to take care of animals, you better take good care of animals. I, I don't know how else to say it. Like, take good care of them. And, and the same, it's the same with any job. For those of you that work in a coffee shop or have friends that work in a coffee shop, you can't just not know how to make coffee. You can't, you can't work at a coffee shop and not know how to make coffee. Or you can't work at Chick-fil-A and, and not say my pleasure, all right? You have to say that. You can't just not say that. If, if you guys are a lifeguard this summer, all right, you can't just not know how to swim, all right? There are things about jobs that you have to know how to do. And, and back in the Old Testament times, the leaders of the people of God, who God entrusted to lead over his people, were often referred to as shepherds. They referred to as shepherds. They were leaders who were entrusted to take care of the people of God, and the people of God were often referred to as God's sheep. They're my sheep. And so the leaders of God's people would be called shepherds. And let me tell you guys a little bit about sheep if you don't know, okay? Sheep are stupid. Sheep are very dumb. They, sheep will literally wander off a cliff without thinking. They'll just start walking and fall off a cliff. Sheep also don't know how to find food. All they know is to bend down and start eating whatever is in front of them, all right? Sheep are dumb. They're also very weak animals. That's why they have a lot of predators. A lot of predators will go after sheep because they're dumb, they're weak, they can't get away. Sheep need a shepherd. And back during Old Testament times and even today, shepherds have a lot of roles when it comes to watching over sheep. Someone has to prevent them from walking off a cliff, okay? And that's what a shepherd does. Prevent the sheep from falling to their death. A shepherd also has to find grass and find water for them because they can't find it themselves. And shepherds are the ones that protect sheep from predators. And so that's why a lot of times God refers to the leaders of the people of God as shepherds over his flock, over his sheep. He commanded the leaders of the people of Israel to take care of them. But as we've been reading in the prophets and during this time as we've been talking about exile, obviously the shepherds did a really bad job, all right? Because now the people of God are stuck in exile. They're being punished because the shepherds would not lead the sheep back to God. Actually, the shepherds often joined in with the sheep in doing dumb things. The whole point of the shepherds was to protect the people of God, to lead them, but they weren't doing their job. And so, the people of God, his sheep, are now in exile. They're experiencing the consequences of sin. They're experiencing harsh leadership from, from people like Babylon. And in the midst of this, even though the shepherds have really messed up, they haven't done their job, and the sheep are really, really struggling, and they're living in the consequences of sin and hard times, and they're going through struggles, in the midst of this, God gives a hopeful message 
to his sheep. And so we're going to read from Ezekiel chapter 34 today. Ezekiel chapter 34. Again, Ezekiel kind of rests towards the middle of your Bible. If you get to Psalms, Proverbs, and keep flipping, you'll get to major prophets like Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel is after those. Ezekiel 34, verses 11 through 16. The people of God, again, as we're talking through this hope series, they're feeling hopeless because they're in the midst of struggle and exile. They're going through hard times. And God, even though the shepherds have really messed up, He's going to encourage His sheep. And so this is what He says in Ezekiel chapter 34, starting in verse 11. It says, For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I myself will search and I'll find my sheep. I will be like a shepherd looking for his scattered flock. I will find my sheep and rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on that dark and cloudy day. I will bring them back home to their own land of Israel from among the peoples and nations, and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel and by the rivers and all the places where people live. Yes, I will give them good pasture land on the high hills of Israel. There they will lie down in pleasant places and feed in the lush pastures of the hills. I myself will tend my sheep and give them a place to lie down in peace, says the Sovereign Lord. I will search for my lost ones who strayed away, and I will bring them safely home again. I will bandage the injured, and I'll strengthen the weak, but I'll destroy those who are fat and powerful. I will feed them, yes, I'll feed them justice. Let me pray. God, thank you uh, for another Sunday to get to come and, and worship in your temple, God, and God, we know that where we are gathered, you're in the midst, and so God, I, I pray that you would be an ever-present help today, that these students would be encouraged this morning to have hope because they have a shepherd that cares for them. Even when people fail, even when leaders let them down, even when friends, family lets them down, God, you never will. And so God, I, I, I pray that they would find hope in you today, the good shepherd. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. There's something that you and I need to understand about ourselves, okay? You and I are sheep. And I'm not simply trying to roast all of us this morning, though I kind of am. All right? We are sheep. And we're sheep because we're tainted with a sinful nature. We're tainted with a sinful nature. So we wander off cliffs without thinking, like sheep. All right? We do dumb things. And what I mean by that, how we wander off cliffs without thinking, is that we sin, even though we know and we read in Scripture that God says sin never leads anywhere good. But yet we follow sin sometimes without thinking. And often when we fall into the, into the, into the temptations of sin, it's like walking off a cliff. So we're like sheep in that way. We're also like sheep in that we're not good at finding grass and water and sustenance. We're not good at finding the good things ourselves. We go looking in all of the wrong places. We go looking to social media we go looking for satisfaction in a boy or a girl. We go to the internet. We look at celebrity. We run to substances like alcohol. We go to things like money to put our trust in. We're terrible at trying to find good things. 
We struggle with it because, again, we're tainted with our sinful nature. We wander off cliffs, we struggle to find good things ourselves, and we're weak. We're weak, and we're so easily influenced. We're influenced by other people, we're influenced by the culture we live in, we're influenced so much by our phones. We're weak. We're weak because our sinful nature gets in. And allows us to not think straight, to not, not wander off cliffs, to not fight against these things. And, and the truth is, guys, what I need us to kind of acknowledge this morning is that we're dumb sheep. And it's a, it's a humbling thing. It's not trying to make you guys feel bad about yourselves. It's just trying to say that we don't have it all together. We can't do this on our own. Because the thing is, in our humility, in our self-awareness, when we understand that we're like dumb sheep, when we can't do these things on our own, we realize how much we need a really good shepherd. And that's maybe where we need to start on basis one. If you're not in here today and you don't understand your need for a good shepherd, that's where we need to start. We need a really good shepherd to take care of us. And so there's two things I want to encourage you with in the passage this morning. Two things I want you to walk away with. Number one, I think today we need to take a good, hard, long look and assess the shepherds in our life. So number one, we need to assess my shepherds. You need to assess your shepherds. Who are the people watching over you? And number two, we need to trust the good shepherd. Number one, assess your shepherds. Number two, trust the good shepherd. So let's talk about assessing our shepherds, okay? Let's look at this passage and think about the context. God is ticked at the shepherds. He is so mad at them. He is mad at the leaders of Israel because they're entrusted with God's people, God said, here are my sheep. You're supposed to lead them. You're supposed to point them to me. You're supposed to protect them from enemies. But the shepherds just didn't. They didn't do their job. The people of God, God's sheep, they ran to other, other gods. They were overtaken by evil nations, and they completely turned their back against God. The shepherds didn't lead. Actually, the shepherds just encouraged the sinful behavior. Actually, they went even farther and they joined in with the people of God and did all of the sinful things. The complete opposite of what a shepherd needs to do. They wandered off the cliff with them. They pursued the wrong things. They didn't protect. And so, this is not, and also, this is also not to say that the sheep don't have some blame. All right, this isn't, the the fault of the people of God is not all on the shepherds. Okay, because if you read in the prophets, God does a lot of condemning. God does a lot of talking about the people of God not turning to him. But the thing is, the shepherds didn't do their job. They didn't watch over the sheep. They didn't lead. They didn't point them to God. And so the Lord prophesies against the shepherds. He has some harsh words for them that I want you to see here. If you go back a little bit to verse 7 through verse 10, this is what God says to the shepherds to the leaders of Israel. He says in verse 7, Therefore you shepherds hear the word of the Lord. As surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, you abandoned my flock and you left them to be attacked by every wild animal. And though you were my shepherds, you didn't search for my sheep when they were lost. You took care of yourselves and left the sheep to starve. Therefore you shepherds hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I now consider these shepherds my enemies, and I will hold them responsible for what has happened to my flock. And now I will take away their right to feed the flock, and I will stop them from feeding themselves, 
and I will rescue my flock from their mouths. The sheep will no longer be their prey. God tells the shepherds, you didn't do your job, so I've got to step in. I've got to step in now and take care of my sheep because you guys didn't. The, the shepherds didn't protect. They didn't search for the lost ones. They didn't provide. They selfishly just took care of themselves. And so God is like, you know what? I'm stepping in because I care for my sheep. I love my sheep like no one else can. And, and students, here's the thing I, I want to encourage you with this morning. I want us all to take a step back and look at the shepherds of my life. Look at those. Who are the people, who are the people in your life that take care of your soul and take care of your heart? Okay, because your soul, your heart, these are very fragile things that need to be entrusted with those who are an example of how God shepherds his flock. I want you, I want you to know the importance that you need to have good shepherds in your life. We need to take a hard look at the shepherds in my life and ask, are these people that are worth entrusting my walk with? All right? and, and so some of us need to take a good hard look at some of our friendships and think, are these people that I can entrust sharing the hard things in my life with to walk alongside that will protect me, that will love me, that will care for me? Or are these friends in my life that maybe shouldn't be the shepherds of my life? They can be acquaintances, they can be friends still, but maybe not the ones to take care of my heart and my soul. Some of us look at adults in our life and we say, I need to have some really good shepherds in my life. And if you guys are in a small group, I, I want to encourage you, your small group leaders, I think, are great shepherds people that are walking in step with Jesus that you can entrust your heart and your soul with. But I also think we need to think about some of the adults in my life and, and look at them and say, are these good shepherds? Can they take care of me? And some of you in here, you have awesome parents that are great shepherds that, that maybe you need to let maybe do some more shepherding in your life. But I also am not naive to know that there are some students in here who have parents that aren't great shepherds. All right? And but we need to take a good hard look at finding good shepherds and lean into them. And so the question is, what makes a good shepherd? How do I know if I have a good shepherd in my life? Well, here are some things I would encourage you to think about. A good shepherd is someone who is deeply attached to Jesus. Someone you know in your life that is deeply attached to Jesus, that is daily spending time with him, that is connected to him, that, spent, that has a deep personal relationship with him, that has one-on-one -on -one time with God that you know of. I think that makes a good shepherd. Number two is a good shepherd is someone that lives like Jesus. Think about all of the traits of Jesus. Someone that was loving, that was kind, that was there, that, that taught truth. All right, someone that lives like Jesus would be a good shepherd. Someone that points you to Jesus. That often when, you, when you're going to them for, for wise counsel and, and advice, it, it always seems to point back to Jesus that points you to him. And, and things like someone who cares for you, offers wise counsel, someone in your life that's not afraid to call you out. All right? I think a, a, a shepherd is someone that can call you on the things that you're not living right. All right? Th these are the things we need to think about. And here's the thing too. This is not to say that the shepherds in your life, the people in your life aren't ever going to let you down because the truth is they probably will. Because shepherds are also sheep who succumb to their evil nature. All right? Wh which is why I really want to point us to the second thing 
first and foremost, is to trust the good shepherd. You may have some pretty good shepherds in your life, but they're not the good shepherd. They're not the one that's going to love you perfectly. And I want to read about the good shepherd in John chapter 10. Jesus talks about himself in John chapter 10, verses 11 through 16. Oops, I'm in Luke. Wrong one. John chapter 10, verses 11 through 16. Jesus says this. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand, they'll run when he sees a wolf coming. He'll abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks the sheep and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. But this is what Jesus says. I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me. And just as my father knows me and I know the father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold and I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice And there will be one flock with one shepherd. Guys, if I can tell you anything today, if I can can tell you to find hope in anything today, it would be to put all of your eggs in the Jesus basket. It would have put all of your trust, take your heart, take your soul, the most fragile parts of yourself, the ones that succumb to your evil nature, and give them fully to God. To lean into the good shepherd above everything else. Because the truth is, guys, and I want you to hear this, people will let you down. And I talk about finding shepherds in your life, and I think that's important. People like your parents or your small group leaders or other trusted adults or maybe good friends. But the truth is, they're still people. They're still sheep and they're going to let you down. And when those moments happen, you have to run to the one that won't. The good shepherd. Jesus is the best shepherd because he talks about it. Jesus is the one that laid down his life for the sheep. Jesus laid his life down for each and every one of you. And I know you guys know that, and I know we talk about that a lot, but that's why you can trust him. When when Jesus says in John chapter 10 that I know my sheep, like, That's not just like know them as acquaintances. He knows each and every one of you deeply. He knows the heart and he knows the soul. He knows the most intimate parts of yourself. And even in the messiness that he knows deeply, he knows all of your junk, he still sacrificed his life for the sheep because that's how much he cares. And I also love when Jesus talks about in John chapter 10 that it isn't just those in his flock right now. Jesus says, I've got other sheep too that aren't in the sheepfold. Sheep that I need to bring with me as well. And Jesus is talking about there are sheep that are lost that I still need to find. And I think about that in this room. And those of you that have a personal relationship with Jesus, you're in the flock. But I also know in this room, some of you don't. And I just want you to know that even if you don't believe in Jesus, even if you aren't following him right now, I hate to say it to you, but Jesus is still pursuing you. Jesus is still searching for those not in the sheepfold yet. That's how much he cares for his sheep. In Ezekiel chapter 34 The same God, in verses 15 through 16, says, I myself, I will tend my sheep and give them a place to lie down in peace. 
I will search for my lost ones who strayed away. I will bring them safely home again. I will bandage the injured and strengthen the weak. Guys, you have hope because you have a shepherd who deeply, deeply cares for you. We have hope because we have a God that cares for me. He's not just this distant, all-powerful God that watches everything play out. No, my God is deeply invested in the protection and the provision of his people. He's deeply invested, so much so that he would send his son Jesus as a sacrifice. And this sacrifice, this Jesus, this good shepherd, would go to die on a cross so that his sheep, his flock, you and I, can be healed. He bandaged the broken. He died on a cross and he he rose again so that his sheep, you and I, could be rescued. And he died on a cross and he rose again so that you and I, we could be at peace. I love how much language in here is that I will take my sheep and I'll go and I'll, I'll have them lie down peacefully in green pastures. Jesus offers all of these things. And so here's the thing, guys. I know, I know I'm a dumb sheep. I, I fall into my sinful nature all the time. I walk off cliffs. I can't find the good things. I'm a dumb sheep. I'm weak. I fall victim to the schemes of the devil and the temptations of sin. I know that about myself. So I'm grateful this morning that I have a good shepherd. That in the moments when I walk off a cliff or the moments where I can't find good things and I stumble into something bad, or the moments where I am beaten down because I'm weak and I'm beaten down by a horrible world that, that just strikes me down all the time. I've got a good shepherd there every step of the way that bandages the broken, that brings back the lost, that brings me to green pastures and lets me lie down peacefully. I have hope today because I have a good shepherd. God, we... sometimes just need to hear the simple message of a a God that cares for his people. And God, I don't know what uh, stories are in the room today. I know a lot of students in here are getting back from spring break and, and they're going back into the swing of things and maybe into some hard things, maybe into some good things, God. And I pray today that maybe just there's just encouragement to know that They have a God that cares deeply for them, that is deeply invested in their protection, deeply invested in their provision. God, deeply invested in their life that cares so much about them. And God, we thank you this morning for Jesus, the good shepherd, that even when all else fails, when when people fail, when the world fails, when my life fails, my strength fails, that we've got a good shepherd that never fails. May we rest in the confidence that we have hope because of his sacrifice. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the message, we'd love it if you would join us on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. for our Eastview Students High School service. We also want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast and share it to your social media accounts. To stay up to date, check us out on Instagram at EastviewHSM and check out our Eastview Students YouTube channel. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.